Welcome back to Time to Woke Up. This is Corey. I'm Eric. And we're back. Episode 11. Woo. Before we get going, uh, we're going to talk about intuitive eating for kids sort of, sort of yes. today. Yes, and our current our current situation. situation. Before we get going, we do have a website, timetowokeup.com, and there is now an email. So you can email us, podcast at timetowokeup.com, or... If you go to the website, there is now a contact form and a brand new logo. And yes, that's actually really it. The, uh, well, those are big things. Mm. I mean, it took you like a Agreed. good hour to get that email from Instagram. Oh, so, yeah. We have an oh, Instagram page. We have an Instagram. But we haven't posted anything yet. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have brought it. that up. Right. But that was all tied into the email account. Time to woke up at yeah. time to woke up. Yep. At time to woke up. So we were going to have this conversation just as people as parents well there's two reasons why i want to wait one it's easier to talk about serious things when the kids are asleep Mm -hmm. and they were awake when we started to talk about it just always awake always awake (laughs) and i thought well maybe we should talk about this on the podcast it was a good idea i think as we have so this is a real i i often find when i finally have a chance to have a semi focused conversation with one of my friends that is a parent that I'm often so reassured that they're going through something similar or have gone through something similar or have gone through something that just seems of the same proportion. It's very, I don't know, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Just comforting. Yeah. Comforting and validating and reassuring. And so. So what are we going through currently? So we are going through. I think just some imbalance in our intuitive eating in because of the holidays, basically. Because of Christmas and New Year's, it's it has started – well, maybe not so much today, but it started to feel like a free-for-all. Right. And I think what happens is people hear what intuitive eating is and they think, oh, that sounds like a free-for-all. Right. It's not supposed to be. Right. You're supposed to be listening to yourself and your body and what you need. But what's hard is that little kids, when left to their own devices, will only listen to their bodies and hear candy or cookies (laughs) or cereal. Right. So that's that's true. It's yes, kids will sometimes also choose other things. But for the most part, from what I've read or listened to about intuitive eating for children, most intuitive eating counselors or nutritionists that I have talked to follow Ellen Satter's model. So it's S-A-D-E-R, I believe. And if you look up intuitive eating for kids... Is it Satter? She pronounces it Satter. Oh, right. I don't know. So Ellen Satter's model of... So this is the rules that that she suggests following. So the parents decide when and what. So we would decide when are we going to eat a meal and what are we going to serve. So tonight was chicken and rice... Well, like Indian chicken with rice it, and right, non-bread. Right, Indian chicken with rice and non-bread, which we made at home. Yeah, it was delicious. And then the when was, what, like around 5.30 or right, something? Right, like our dinner time, which which fluctuates daily, but falls within 5 to 6 basically right. every day. I think we end up around 5.30 most days, but so the idea is that the parent decides when and what, and then the child decides if and how much. So are, if they're going to eat... All the components on the plate or just one. And then they're going to decide how much. And then there's a there's another not a rule, 
I don't even know if it's a caveat, but an, an additional suggestion to that is to include a food on the plate every night or every meal that you know your child likes. What if the child decides that the if is no is none? Yeah. And the and the how much is zero? Then you just go with it and they have to wait until the next meal. But that then you offer. okay, but then do parents act like do we we've never done that. Right. I I think I want to. Yes. It's hard. It is very triggering for me because one of the ways I was abused as a child was I was strapped into a chair and food was put in front of me but the food was like just out of reach and i couldn't get it yeah so what i don't want is the kids being like well dad is saying i can't eat right but there is that classic like if you don't eat your meal then you go to bed and you go to bed hungry yeah and so how many times is a kid gonna go to bed hungry before he's like i'll just eat right and i actually shouldn't say he was it's not silas ate a ton my point is like, what does intuitive eating say about kids doing it if they just won't do it? I then. So the idea is that we have to trust that, especially if you know you have something on the plate that they like, that if they were hungry and they wanted to eat, they would. And then and just allowing them. You want to empower children long term to believe in them, in themselves and their bodies and follow what they want to eat. So, you know, some people do the one bite of everything on the plate. So some intuitive eating people are like, but I want to expand my child's palate. I want them to experience things. So some people say, okay, we're serving, you know, chicken, broccoli, and pasta. You just have to take a bite of everything, one bite, and then whatever else you eat is fine. Some people don't do that. They just say, eat whatever you want on the plate. But this is what we're serving. And, and I think with the holidays, we kind of – what I – I'm just like, oh, whatever, just whatever, you know, like it's the holidays, enjoy it. But what's happened at our house is because we're okay with snacks and sweets, as well as, you know, we really, we, we encourage balance, right? So it's okay to eat a Snickers, like we leave the mini Snickers things that came in somebody's stocking or whatever. It's okay to eat those, but also we want to be mindful to balance things out and not eat only Snickers, but also not only eat carrots. It's the same idea. Should there just be an age where it doesn't – like it's not appropriate? Like you wouldn't intuitive eat with a baby because you're just spoon feeding them food. But, but you're letting them say when they're done. I mean you're I making the choice. But if they don't want to eat it, they're going to spit it out and not eat it and right. you can't force them. And then they're going to stop eating when they're ready. They actually are the best intuitive eaters. Right. Well, they don't know any better. Because they don't give a shit right. about all the other bullshit, right? <laughs> they're so stupid. They're so stupid, but they're so but they're so smart, I right? I mean, it's amazing. They're just they they're are They're smart cuz they're stupid. They are the tr- most truly intuitive form of the human. Right? So they're just What intuitive eating I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm whatever. They just go with right. it. They're in the moment. But what intuitive eating I don't think speaks to about kids. A lot of things. Okay, here's what... A lot of intuitive eating I have found, I agree. And it's not just intuitive eating. Like, we had our, we, we had an issue with Silas and are currently having an issue with Olive about sleeping. They they get up. They were getting up at night. Yeah. And then you read something. It's like, well, get an okay to wake clock. And if you don't know, because you don't have kids, number one, you're probably not listening. Right. But two, an okay to wake clock is basically an alarm clock that doesn't make a sound when it's time to wake up. It changes color when it's okay to wake up. Right. So it's almost like the opposite of alarm. But right. what if your kid's just like, fuck your light? 
I know. It doesn't, there's, there's no, like, no one ever <laughs> says, like, well, like what, our kids? what happens next? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, because everybody who writes those blogs are just people who, whose kids listen, I guess. I don't or know. They, yeah. Or they just like, <laughs> you know, the other thing that happens is people get so far removed from the ages in which kids do these things. Right. Like, we have a good friend of ours who will, you know, will be like, ah, oh, you know, uh, Olive was up at, you know, 4.30, uh. And, you know, and she'll say like, well, you know, my, my kids never did that. And it's like, well, yes, they did. Right. But it was 25 years ago. Right. So you don't right, remember. Right. Or they did something else that was equally right. as frustrating. But you forget, which is, I mean, I guess a good point for us is that we will right. eventually forget this. Right. Well, and we'll have a all... lot of the things that are meant to, like, contain children. Yeah. Never. They never answer the question of, well, what if your kid just says no? I mean, everyone says, like, I'm raising a strong-willed child. There's no parent in the world that thinks they're raising a pushover. (laughs) Not that I've ever heard. I would love to meet one. So it would appear that small children are just strong-willed. Right. So some of this stuff just doesn't work. I know. But, yet we're supposed to, but then I end up feeling bad. Like, I know. And then we go back on things. You know, it's like, well, we yeah, bad. of course. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you know, you're, if your child gets mad and hits another child, you pull him aside and you say, look how upset you made that child. Yeah. Except that our kid's like, I don't care. Yeah. So then what next? I know. There's no, no one ever. It's like. Nobody talks about that part. Right. Yeah. There's no like, what if your kid doesn't care? Right. And, it's same with and I do think eating. Silas care. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Silas is our more physical child, but. But Olive is the one who won't eat. Right. Yeah. It's I know it's a control thing. Yeah. But, but she also isn't starving. Right. So, I mean, she no. like, is growing and thriving and she's she's just our she's just a pickier eater. Why I mean, do I really... care so much? Well, it could be it about could the kids be, eating dinner. It could be triggered from your trauma. But don't all parents care? I think like, so. Why is it so bothersome for a parent when their kid won't eat? If most of the time the kid is fine. Yeah. It's not like they're starving or they're no. losing weight or no. they're sickly. And I, and yeah. So, well, I think it's, I think at least in our case, a lot of it is a control. Like we have a control battle with our kids and, right. and it, and it falls around the food because I, I don't, I really don't care whether or not the kids eat or not. In most situations, but what becomes a problem for me is when they don't eat and then they become just unbelievably, well, that's, like, that's what they're happens. just assholes. Right. Because they refuse they to eat. They get crazy. Yes. It's like and, a blood sugar thing. Or yes, I don't know what it is. Yes. And because of the holidays, they have done a lot of snacking that is imbalanced. So in my mind, I try to get them to one and I do not do this well. I try to get them to sit down and have... A, like a starch, a carb, a protein, and a fat all in one snack. And that can be, you know, sometimes it's in one item, but sometimes it's in multiple things. So I try to get them to sit down, which is I'm usually not good at. Sometimes I try to do it when we're transitioning to a new place. If if it's nice out and we're going somewhere, I'll say like, okay, let's get in the car and I pack the snack for you because I'll get them to eat a little bit better I that love way. feeding the children in the car. Yeah. Because I mean, they will a- sit and eat. Yes. They won't do that yes. at the table. I know. I know. And, like, what are we supposed to do? Like, there's no high chair for a six-year-old. I don't know. And, like, do you – were you one of those families when you were growing up? Did you have to say, like, may I be excused? Mm, I don't remember that. I don't either. But but I I remember going to a family's house where they did. First of all, they drink milk with every meal, like, Mm. well into high school. At some point, stop drinking milk. 
But two, they'd have to be like, may I be excused? They're like, what are you talking about? You, well, fit, you just go. Okay, so I think in our case, Eric, we are not very good at follow through. I think we are good at one day of doing things or maybe an hour, but then we just stop because our kids are difficult and they just beat us down. So that's what I wonder. Are our kids just that strong-willed or are most kids their age just that strong-willed? Like, is there something like overtly special about our children or are they really just very normal? Or my guess is that they're normal and maybe they're, they, they lie on the more strong-willed side of But doesn't everybody think that? Probably. Like how many memes are out there? Like she may be hard now, but she will lead later. Yeah. It's like, no, she won't. Oh my gosh, Eric. I just feel like every, every parent thinks their kid is strong-willed and every, including us. And every parent's like, well, it will it'll be great for them well, later in life. Maybe I, it won't. Maybe well, it won't I, be great later. I'm pretty sure that's how people are getting through parenting. I I, you don't like to be positive, really ever. But I, <laughs> I sometimes. I mean, well, that's pretty. That's I would pretty like true. to be more positive. It's just you not don't. In me. No, no. It's I don't not think who I am. Would. It's not who you are. No. no. I mean, you could. Like, it's like a grass is greener thing, but you couldn't handle the grass on the other side. The I'm enjoying this side. wine that our neighbor gave us. I know our neighbor. We me drinking red wine is just like Olive sitting down and eating vegetables I know. <laughs> she did eat some edamame the other day which was green and i counted it so and so this is my charge to us because i think we have an issue of being consistent with the kids is a charge because, like a challenge yeah okay well i'm just making sure okay the challenge to yeah. us is to try out the that ellen satter model for a full week and then report back in a week so we decide when and how much and then we and then the ch- the children can decide. Wait, we decide how much? No, sorry. What and and when? What, what and, when? and when? What and when? And right. they so we decide. Cook dinner. We say dinner is at dinner time. Right. And I think that we should be realistic and say because you know we've been, we've talked tonight previously about how we shouldn't let the kids have a snack at night because our kids don't eat so far from when they actually go to bed. Right. If they go to they go to it's like an hour before. Yeah. It's an hour and a half or so before they go to sleep. So what they do is they just don't eat a ton at dinner and then they just eat a snack and we'll let them. And and it ranges. I mean, you know, it bothers me a lot less when the snack is the dinner. Like, how often do we leave like, uh, you know? um, Yeah. It's, I don't know, whatever we made for dinner that night, like grilled chicken, right? And right. then Salas comes back and finishes it, yes. his and plate. He does that a lot, actually. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Now, I get frustrated during dinner, but with Olive, she won't eat dinner. Then she'll come back and she'll be like, I want cookies. Well, she screamed tonight for cookies. Right. And I said no, and then she had some yogurt. Well, lucky for us, I ate all of the cookies. That is lucky for before us. Before you started recording, so she cannot ask for cookies. Thank anymore. you. Thank you for that. Like, there's and none you, left in the house. You really did us a favor. Also, we're talking about it was Cookie Crisp, the cereal. Yes. I heard her say mini cookies. Well, that I was, was like, I threw all the cookies out. That was very, that was very, that was very confusing to me. She yeah. was screaming she about cookies. She meant the Cookie Crisp. She yeah. meant the Cookie Crisp, yes. The, the delectable cereal that ruins the roof of your mouth. So, so then in that case, aren't we breaking our own rule? Because we're not, if Silas comes back before bed and, he, and finishes off his dinner, we're no longer deciding the when. I think we can then offer a snack before bed, but then we are deciding what and when. So I decided all of if she said she's hungry and I said, okay, you may have. So I said tonight, you may finish your rice or your chicken, or you may have some yogurt or a cheese stick or something. Right. Something with protein. Right. 
just to hold her over because she doesn't, you know. So, and I like that. And you, so. That worked for me and I think it worked for her and we were both satisfied with that result. What's, what's interesting now is now I go to work every day in your home and part of it is because you're currently on like break from teaching college, but that's going to change soon, mm -hmm. but you're working from home. So mm -hmm. I see the kids until like on a day where they're not going to school until what, like eight, eight mm -hmm. fifteen, right? So I see them from like six when we wake up to eight fifteen, and you said something to me that I didn't know today. I only see them like this more, like I'll give them a waffle in the morning because that's all they'll eat. Mm -hmm. And then I leave and go to work. And you said today something I didn't know that oftentimes – an hour or two later they will then eat breakfast yeah and so like i so i go to work thinking these fucking kids eat a single waffle every morning no yeah. wonder why they get so but but then you're saying that a couple hours later they're eating like a like a legit what we would consider like like they'll have like pancakes with a side of sausage or they'll have like an right. egg and cheese or yeah like, you know they'll have they're whatever. hungry then which may, but like also that makes sense to me right so i'm trying to watch and understand the kids and understand where they're coming from and then and then kind of play to their needs you know but in a way that i'm comfortable with too so i'm thinking okay we're we get we th we keep telling them you need a long energy and a short energy that's right. kind of our goal right with with our when they eat so yes get a little boost of you know food right now but you need some protein or whatever to get you going so they will it seems to me like they are not that hungry when they wake up but we want them to eat right and then they but by 9 30 they're hungry so they're is ready. it fair to say that maybe the dictating of the when could be a problem because they're not doing it they're not eating a dinner when we say when they're not eating at breakfast when, like, I want to eat breakfast. Right. So is the when the problem? Well, I think consistency is our problem. I think that if we consistently offered breakfast at 7, snack at 9.30, right. lunch at noon. But then this is where I find even intuitive eating just for everyone, not just kids, to be hard because sometimes you just can't live like that. You know, like of you, you just Sometimes like you're just in the car at night. Right. And so but then I and then I say to myself, OK, well, is it a big enough issue that I need to just work around this for the week? You know, so that's kind of I think for me and, and I do think so if I just don't let the kids, they will graze. They will just graze and graze. Right. right. So we our pantry's open. They can just go and grab a snack. And so they're often grabbing kind of a carb heavy, a snack that's not going to last them very long. Right. And again, I have there's nothing wrong to me. With carbs, like there's nothing – I think all food is equal. Like it's just food and you should enjoy it and whatever. But the issue is they choose all short energy. And so then they just – and they don't eat a lot of it because they don't sit down. It's always a grab and go. So my goal for the week is to follow Ellen Satter's rules and try to do 7, 9.30, noon, some sort of like afternoon, maybe one or two snacks at like in the afternoon depending on how things work out. And then – I offer something well-rounded and balanced, and then they can choose if they want to eat it or not. But that I'm not going to let them just graze and graze right. and graze and graze all day because I think they would. If I did it for a week, our problem is that we'll do it for a day and then we f and then I stop. Right. And all right. I, so in the last minute of the episode, what is the goal? How long do we think we'll try it? Let's do it for a week. Let's do it for a week, and then check back and in. We'll and we'll do a podcast and see. Yeah, and see if it's it helpful. Right. Yeah. Do we have benchmarks for success or just go by like an overall feeling? 
Like, oh, that felt like a good week. Is that, yeah. like, is that good enough? I think it will take some of the fight out of the food. And that's what right. I'd like to do. I hate fighting over food, but I we think don't you, care but, about but it. But a lot of it is us. Like, you need to just let go of some of that. You need to just let go. And maybe you, you'll feel more comfortable letting go knowing there's a structure. Right. Like, okay, if they don't eat now, then we'll offer a snack, you know, right before bed. And that these are the foods that, that we are going to offer. Right. So you got to let some of it go. I, I know will. it bothers you. Just a reminder, we do have a website. Boop. The only thing you can do currently at the website is send us an email, mm-hmm. which is new. Mm. Podcast at timetowokeup.com. Of course, the website is timetowokeup.com. Or you can listen to these episodes. That's right. But it would seem like the majority of our plays so far come from Spotify. Excellent. So hello, Spotify. Hello, Spotify. You know why? Because Spotify is like everything. It's yeah. like your music. They recommend you stuff and podcasts. Yeah. It's easy to get to. It's an app. Yeah. I, I find every other platform to just be. I use the Apple Podcast one. Do but, you? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. But I do have Spotify. So there you go. Palm. Anyway, we're at 20 minutes. All right. In 21, 21 minutes, I think. Oh, Lordy. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for joining us on Time to Woke Up. This episode is 11 is done. <laughs> Woo! In the books. This is Corey. I'm Eric. Adios.